This episode is sponsored by PressHarbor.com, the full-service shop for all your self-hosted WordPress needs. I'm Matt Cerrone, and in today's show, I'll answer four questions specifically about resumes. All right, let's get to work. News Channel is here to tell us the story of success. Success indeed so far. Matt Cerrone is a passionate baseball fan. And while, yes, he did quit his 9-to-5 job a few years ago, today he's working harder than ever. My next guest started MetsBlog.com, where he's amassed 300 million views. I came across Matthew because he was actually featured in a story on Mashable. He says to stand out, he's got to do it well. His advice, write what you believe, write often, work hard, and stay focused. What's up, sports writers, bloggers, podcasters? I'm Matt Cerrone, and in this podcast, I answer questions about sports media, from producing and marketing content, to building audience, to digital strategy, and finding work, all based on my 11 years' experience in New York sports, hiring and working with writers, building relationships and sources, and generating 300 million page views and turning a hobby into a successful career in sports content. Today's show is really all about resumes and skills and how to present yourself on paper, Um, You know, I get a lot of these kind of questions, so I just kind of bundled them all together, picked out four, kind of wrote them myself to sort of, you know, indicate what people were asking. Uh, So it's a little generic, the questions, but uh, the answers I think you'll find really helpful. So with that, let's get to the first question. What words should I avoid using on my resume to keep it from sounding stale and like a cliche? You know... I'll be honest, I don't read resumes in that much detail. I scan a lot and base my follow-up more on instinct and gut reaction to what I sense from the uh, the references and the experience and things like that. But I think a lot depends on the type of job you're applying for. I mean, if it's a writing gig, then yeah, wording will matter. Uh, It'll matter most in your writing samples and, and things you've had published. But how you present your resume and the words you choose will speak to how you present your overall work. So yeah, choose wisely. To answer your question specifically, remember that you edited your resume, enough so that you felt it was edited enough to turn in. So if I see mistakes or find it boring, you know, what does that say about your editing and writing skills? For instance, I don't want to hear that you're results-oriented or driven or energetic or an out-of-the-box thinker. I mean, don't tell me that stuff. Show me. Because I think at this point, you know, we all have goals. We all, you know, expect everyone to have skills. And the places you've worked will make that clear. Instead, tell me what you've actually worked on or what you gained from that experience, what you've accomplished. Tell me you grew a website by this much amount of page views or you've generated this much of a following on social media doing XYZ or you produced this many videos and did this level of, of traffic or audience. I, I like results. That's nice. But I really like growth. If you've grown an audience, that's awesome. It doesn't matter really the level, honestly. It's the tactical work. So I don't think I answered this exactly like people probably were asking it, but I think you get the point. Is it okay to have a multi-page resume? And what do you think of the infographic style resume? You know, I love the infographic creative type resume because it cuts through a little bit better and shows me the person applying has a a little bit of creativity going. And I, I like that. But I think that depends on the type of job you're applying for. Uh, And that's a thing. It's media, right? So knowing your audience is going to be a big part of your uh, career success. And this is really a perfect opportunity to show you understand that. So the infographic style might make sense for one type of job, but it actually may come across as disconnected and a little cocky for something else. So, um, you know, in regards to pages uh, in length, again, ideally, I'd rather one page just because I'm busy and disorganized and you know, don't, I don't want anybody to complicate that. But in the end, 
uh, I think it probably has more to do with substance than any one rule. So, you know, if you're, you know, if you've done, you know, so much amazing stuff and it, it spills over onto a second page, I mean, go for it. So be it. But if you're using that second page to tell me about your hobbies and a, a bunch of stuff that I don't really care about, um, you know, and that got bumped onto a second page because you're cramming in a bunch of other stuff that no one cares about, then it's not really going to make a difference, right? Um, it's a mistake. So anyway, it's about quality and depth, not words and pages. What are the first things you notice when you look at someone's resume? I love this question because in, in some ways, this is really what it's all about. Um, you know, I want to know your most recent role, honestly, you know, what you've been working on and where that's literally the most important thing. Like when I look at this, so, um, to me, it's more than more important than where you went to school or or what programs, you know, how to run or what you did during your internship. Uh, worse, I think most people looking at resumes are are probably company snobs. I don't know other, other way to put it. Um, you know, the bigger the name or the more relevant the name, uh, as it relates to, the place you're applying, I think the more impact your resume is going to have. Um, you know, I also look for personal web presence, uh, social accounts. I want to know you have a, a presence online and that you're somewhat of a practitioner of this era. Um, you know, I also tend to notice how the resume is organized. Uh, and I think probably because this speaks to if you're organized, which is something every company is going to be looking for, believe me, um, for what it's worth. I almost never look to see where someone went to school. I find that completely irrelevant. I have a pretty low regard um, for college, uh, at least as it relates to uh, real-world experience and accomplishments and actually doing the work that you're probably applying for and wanting to do with the rest of your life. So, um, you know, I also don't care about you personally, at least not yet. So, you know, uh, your hobbies and, and even things like, you know, that you know how to use Excel. I mean, great. It's 2015. Uh, you should know that. I don't even know that that's worth wasting uh, on the paper. Uh, again, what you're working or where you're working, I should say, and, and, and what you've accomplished and what you can bring to the table to help, you know, where I am be better and, and you can help start solving problems in my organization. Uh, all that stuff's going to get re- reflected in where you've worked. And that's what I'm going to see when I'm, I'm scanning it. If you were graduating high school today, what skills would you try to learn before graduating college? This is an important question because so much of your future is about your toolbox and the skills you have in it, which no one can really ever take away from you. So the more you have in there, uh, the more opportunities you're going to have, believe me. Uh, In specific terms, as a content person, it'll be super important that you have experience producing content on as many platforms as you can. I mean, obviously be a good writer and be good at it. Uh, produce quality, but being able to produce quality on a variety of platforms is going to help. So whether it's WordPress or Snapchat or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you should know what works and what doesn't work. You know, why does this do well on Facebook versus why does this do well somewhere else? Uh, And when a new platform emerges, dig in and and try that. Understand it. Uh, The more command you have of these platforms, the more you bring to the table. I think another tool that is huge is the ability to understand direction and carry out a task without having your hand held. Um, The interns and the the younger employees that I've worked with who stand out in my mind are without question the people who could say, you know, I could say, I need this done uh, this way, go after it, and they would just go do it. Uh, And if they couldn't figure something out, and here, this is really important, A, they tried to solve it first, but if they couldn't, which is completely understandable, um, you know, because not everybody can knows everything and you're going to hit stumbling blocks. If they did, they would sort of, they would flesh out some options and some ways to solve it and then make a recommendation. 
Um, that does a lot of things. It shows that you're smart enough to be able to do that and that you have that sort of instinct uh, and creativity and resourcefulness. Um, and I think that that's a huge, huge uh, asset. It's a huge skill. And again, like I said, people that have, have showed that stand out. I remember those people. And in most cases still have some sort of a, a working relationship with them, if not a personal relationship, because you know it's helpful. And that's really what it's all about. That's what we're doing. We're hiring help. lastly be self-aware uh it's underrated skill and what i mean by that is know your strengths and weaknesses really know them you know don't just kind of have a generic thing i mean this is introspective you don't even have to share this with anybody this is really for you as a as a guide to kind of know what your alleys are um you know so know what you're passionate about understand how people see you that's huge Uh, and what you need to work on, or even accentuate, and have a good sense of your potential as it pertains to your goals. It's, it's, don't be ashamed to ask people, you know, what what do you think are my strengths? Well, how do you see me? What, you know, if you were hiring me, what type of position would you put me in? It's sort of that whole brand thing, you know, your brand is what people say about you, not what you say about you. Um, To kind of, you know, understand all of it, how you're perceived, how you see yourself, all those things are important. It drives me crazy when we get interns or people who come in and they say, oh, I want to be a sports writer. And it's just because it's so vague. Uh, it tells me that you don't have a real good sense of really where you're at or what you enjoy doing. Um, you know, they have no track record and they're not really good at writing. And yet, you know, this is their goal. Um, I mean, what are you doing? This person totally lacks any self-awareness and looks foolish because of it. So to reiterate, have real under the hood experience, creating content, writing, etc. Uh, have a command of every way possible to do that, uh, which also includes some understanding of programming and what a CMS is, uh, and then be a critical thinker, have a good sense of independence and confidence in your ability uh, to carry out a task, and be able to adjust and handle things yourself, huge. And lastly, uh, know who you are and what you're capable of and what you really want and what you really can do with your future based on, I guess, all of the above. Um, That's it. Be that person and, and you'll be really good place. No worries. All right, that's the show. Thanks again to our sponsor, PressHarbor.com, where I choose to host this website and countless other self-hosted WordPress projects that I work on. It's a, a great service if you have a WordPress blog and you need reasonable hosting with a personal touch. Seriously, check them out. PressHarbor.com, they're excellent. Thank you again for the questions. And if you want me to send you an email letting you know when the show's been updated, go to MatthewSurround.com newsletter to sign up. 